Okay. Right. Uh, today being Sabab uh, Duchen. Sabab uh, Duchen. Descent from heaven. The great descent from heaven. Okay. Uh, that's how it's. That's how this holiday is. Uh, this day is uh, is called in the in, within the Tibetan among the I guess among the Himalayan cultures. And today we commemorate the day when uh, uh, Buddha Shakyamuni, after visiting uh, his mother who was reborn in uh, the heaven of the thirty-three, and taught her there. And then came back. So the, today was today supposed to be the day when he uh, when he came back. But the Tibetan calendar and uh, at in the Theravadan countries, I'm not sure if it's coming or if it's already gone. But uh, it, they also it's also the day that they call it in the Theravadan country Abhidhamma Day, because that's what the Buddha taught uh, his mother in the heaven of the thirty-three. He taught he taught. Her, he thought, well, wasn't his mother then, but <laughs> what the, the being who was his mother. Okay. Uh, seven days after, this is the biological mother of, of the Buddha. Seven days after the birth of the Buddha, the biological mother of the Buddha passed away. And there's a lot of uh, explanation as to why. It's because uh, being the biological mother of the Buddha, she would not be able to withstand the day when the Buddha left. It would have been. It would have caused uh, too much. Like she would have gone crazy or something. So seven days after the Buddha was born, she went. Uh, she passed away, and she was reborn in the uh, uh, heaven of the thirty. Heaven, uh, heaven called heaven of the thirty-three, and it's called the thirty-three because there are like like a council of thirty-three, and thirty-three is supposed to represent like thirty-three different kinds of gods who. Sort of cohabitate in this uh, in this heaven, and the one who is the charge in charge, the god who is in charge is the is oh, Indra and sometimes called uh, Sakra. Okay. Uh, so seven days after the Buddha passed away, after the, uh, uh, after the Buddha is born, the mother is born there, and the mother is born there as a god. And uh, she's uh, a particular kind of god among the kind of thirty, one of the thirty-three kinds. Uh, she's called uh, by by then she's uh, no longer a she. She's uh, a, what's called a devaputra, uh, um, a divine being or divine offspring. Okay, uh, called Matu, I think. I'm not sure. Maybe something like that. So. So uh, now the Buddha is now enlightened at the age of 40 or maybe 30 something, maybe 30 something. The Buddha is now enlightened. But before the Buddha is enlightened, something wonderful happens. Remember then when the Buddha left the palace and the Buddha was wandering and then practicing these very, very, uh, very strict austerities. To the point where, at the end of it, he was like eating like one grain of rice. Some people say one sesame seed. Well, he was eating very little. <laughs> okay, to the point where he became. He was so skinny. He was. It was literally skin and bones. And they say that he was so skinny. When you look at him in the front, you could see. The, you could see 
like you can see is a the, like is what that thing called his spine. Okay. Uh, and during this austerity, he d- he did this austerities for uh, six years, okay, non-stop. During uh, uh, there was a time during these austerities, he actually fainted for for some time because it was it was he so uh, it was taxing his body so much. And not only this was taxing his body, it was also taxing his, taxing his mind. And do you know who came to push to, to uh, what's that term? To encourage him to continue. It was his mother. His mother came to him in the form of that God and asked him to persevere, persevere. And that that uh, woke him up, and he continued. So. And then the Buddha became an, uh, made the show of showing of achieving enlightenment, and uh, the Buddha started this thing called yarne, uh, 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 summers staying, uh, uh, rains retreat. Uh, I think it's in the Theravada countries called vasana or something like that. So, and the Buddha started this because you know, every rule that the Buddha. Uh, uh, Gave, it gave the Buddha gave it because there was an incident that required the rule. Okay. Uh, so the incident that required the rule of the the monks having to do summer retreat for three months was because uh, in the beginning the monks would would wander nonstop summer winter rain season they would continue to to wander going to from place to place and the people started to you know complain. Oh, this, these uh, uh, aesthetic, these one, these monks of of of, uh, Got, of Gotama, I mean, never, they never stop. <laughs> Winter, summer, rain, they keep walking. They, uh, they keep uh, uh, so the, because of the heat and humidity of the of of, of the summer, there were you know, new sh- new shoots of plants started to come out. And of course, when you keep wandering, you're stepping on them. And then, because of and also insects, there were different kind of insects that started that got were born at that time. So when you keep wandering, you step on them. And that's why they were complaining that, that these people have no compassion. These people have no discipline. You know, they're always wandering. A bunch of uh, vagabond. I'm sure they didn't have the word vagabond there, but <laughs> uh, so because of uh, to to. Appease the community, the lay community, and the and the and the, and the you know the society there, and to make sure that they wouldn't continue to say bad things about uh, to think bad thoughts about the monks and the, and the Buddha. So the Buddha started the, the the range retreat, okay. And you know they kept saying even birds migrate, you know, uh, and and these people don't, they never stop. <laughs> uh, so so the the range retreat started. And for three months, the monk, monks are supposed to be incarcerated <laughs> somewhere where they're not supposed to leave, they're not supposed to go out, unless it is absolutely important. Okay. Of course, if there's an important business that, we, that requires whether the, the business is because you're, uh, uh, someone is about to lose, lose faith and they need you to they make a request for you to come, then you have to go. 
you have to go beyond the, the border where, where you're inc incarcerated. Uh, and of course, uh, if it's out of compassion that draws you out, you, you're propelled to go. Okay. So you, you're not incarcerated like uh, even if there's a if there's uh, if there's a good reason for you to leave, you're not, you, 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 even then you're not supposed to leave. So even so that sort of tells you the rules are not you know like you know uh, hard and fast. Hard and fast. Okay. Okay. They, they're supposed they they're supposed to be always commonsensical. Okay. So if the place where you're staying you can't find food, of course, get out. <laughs> If the place you're staying all of a sudden becomes a dangerous place to stay, get out. Okay? So, uh, now, seven years has gone by, and then for some reason the number seven keeps coming up, seven days, and then now seven years after, uh, after the Buddha instituted the, uh, uh, the range retreat, uh, he decided to, uh, uh, Shakra actually asked him, Invited them to come, come spend your summer's retreat uh, with us in the in the in the heaven of the thirty-three. Okay, and would I say okay? Again, my mother was born there, and I, I need to repay her kindness for having given me this this having uh, 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 you know given me this birth. Uh, so I'll go. So the Buddha went, bodied me to the heaven of the thirty-three. Now. The a day, you know what what they say. What what they say, a day in the heaven is like uh, a few years here on uh, on the planet Earth. So I'm not going to try to tell you exactly how much time he spent relatively when he was in 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 the in the heaven. Maybe he spent was just three hours or something like that. As far as they're concerned, but as far as we were concerned, it was three months. Okay, it was the entire uh, rain season. And it is said that when he was there, he sat on the throne of uh, Chakra and then he taught them the uh, Abhidhamma. And, and they needed, for, 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 that three, for what seems to us like three months, the, those who attended needed perfect concentration. They needed to be able to sit still for, for what seems to us like three months in order for them to get that Abhidhamma. And the Buddha taught them the entire Abhidhamma and he said you know, some such beautiful terms like the, Abhi, the Buddha poured the Abhidhamma on them, non-stop. And the Buddha went into every single detail that you can, uh, can imagine. And he... Uh, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure if... Uh, the Abhidhamma, uh, what the text that is called the Abhidhamma, is not, not like a sutra. Where the Buddha, on one occasion, the Buddha, you know, said this because someone asked that. But these are like, a, uh, you know, the Buddha, pieces of the Abhidhamma is scattered throughout the, the teachings of the Buddha. So it was like a concentrated, you know, uh, teaching on, on everything that the Buddha taught. It, it was like what you might call a Lam Rim. Okay, a Lam Rim kind of teaching where every step to the path is, is taught. Every detail about phenomena is taught. Uh... Then, but for those three months, to keep his, to keep connection with us, his connection with us, 
to make sure that we continue to have a connection with him, the Buddha would come what seemed like every day around noontime. But, uh, but he met with only Shariputra. And, and then he was sort of like tell Shariputra, oh, now I was, I, I was with my mom, <laughs> and this is, what I, this, this, this is what's happening over there. And, uh, and so uh, that's how you could say we earthlings got the Abhidhabha teaching. So after the Buddha taught it, he would, he would tell uh, Shariputra, this is what I taught. And then he would go back again, bodily. And at the end of the summer's retreat, now the people were, were worrying that the, you know, they didn't see the Buddha, they were wondering if the Buddha was you know, left them forever. And you could say uh, it was just all uh, a ploy. So Mount Galyana went up to the heaven of the 33 to request to the Buddha to return. And the Buddha, and it, it, it is said that, you know, uh, the Buddha descended like made a spectacle. Uh, he, he was seen coming down from the clouds, descending on, an, uh, on, on, on like an escalator <laughs> made of rubies. <laughs> and then there were uh, all these different kinds of gods surrounding the Buddha. Can you imagine that scene? An escalator made of gold, an escalator made of silver, an escalator made of ruby, uh, with the Buddha, and the Buddha is descending. And as he's descending, all the gods are around the Buddha, and all the different different kinds of gods are, you know, they're. See if this might remind you of something. They're making offerings to the Buddha, they're making offerings of flowers, flowers of offering of music, offering of praise. <laughs> and uh, finally, when the Buddha uh, set foot back on the earth again, the people were so overjoyed that the Buddha returned that the, uh, uh, on that day, uh, I think what instigated for Shariputra to go back was that uh, some lay person wanted to make a an ex- uh, wanted to make an offering to the to the sangha. But the Sangha, they were in, uh, in retreat at that time, so they couldn't uh, do it. So that layperson was asked to, okay, collect whatever you're going to do, and at the end of the retreat, you can give it to us. So that's why in the Theravadan countries, uh, 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 what the lay people do, they, give, uh, they go to the monasteries at the end of the rain retreat and make extra offerings, offering of, of robes and food and things like that. So they had these, all these. So the gods were making their various offerings to the Buddha in their in their ways, and then the lay people were making offerings in their various ways. Uh, and also, the uh, this this became what in the Theravadan countries was uh, also uh, what is a, like a light festival. They made offerings of butter lamps. Well, I guess I don't know. I guess butter lamps. Do they have butter lamps? No. Yes. In in in, in Theravadan countries, oh, I don't know. yeah, yeah. I guess the, the, only, the only thing they had was butter, was butter, so they make butter and everything out of butter. <laughs> so, uh, well, it made offerings of light, okay, lamps, okay. I'm not sure if it was made out of butter. Uh, so, uh, and so in Theravadan countries, this be, in this sense, this was the last. And uh, like the last teaching of Abhidhamma, and so Abhidhamma was compiled into seven uh, chapters or seven parts, and then that was it. 
So it's, it's known as Abhidhamma. But uh, the beautiful thing about it is that uh, the Buddha was not only teaching Abhidhamma, it wasn't just the only thing that was happening, the Buddha was teaching something else also. With the very act of going there and teaching his mother, uh, it is considered to be uh, like a, a dharma. A, what call it? A dharma? No, a dharma activity? A dharma? Uh, mm, commitment to repay kindness. So the Buddha repaid the kindness of his mother in the highest way that he could think of. He brought her to the state of uh, non-return. So in teaching and teaching and teaching every day, so the, the, the gods, no, no humans were there, the only gods allowed were allowed at that time. <laughs> so all the different gods were, who participated, who were listening to the teaching, they were, they were slowly uh, elevating in spirituality. And, and they reached all the way to the state of non-returner. Okay. So, I'm not sure if they are still non-returners up to this point, 2,000 years later. For them, I don't know, maybe another day or so, maybe just that. <laughs> <laughs> so, if they're still the state of non-returner, or if they've gone to become, you know, gone beyond that, become free from samsara altogether, but the, the Buddha brought them to that, to that level in, in, the, in the teaching. And also with, uh, with uh, uh, what do you call that, someone who helps you commit a crime, what do you call that, uh, accomplice. accomplice. <laughs> Not that there was a crime being committed, but the accomplices were, uh, of Shariputra and Morgalyana participating in this teaching also. Okay. So, I'm curious why Buddha didn't teach how to go to that Oh, he taught it. That's how Margaliana was able to go there. He was in there? No, Mar Mar you mean why didn't he bring the humans there? Yeah. I mean, he's been teaching them for seven years. Only to them. Come on, for three months, give the gods a chance. <laughs> 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 so, it, it, this was a teaching specifically for his mother. And it was a request. And then there was, and, and there was the formal request, "Come, please teach my house." And whoever can come to to that house was was allowed to be there. Okay. Now, the Buddha. It's not that the Buddha uh, was the only is the only one who can go bodily to a, a, a heavenly place. That 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 ability, you know, he um, a lot of his disciples had had, had that ability. And Mount Galyana, being uh, such an expert at uh, these kinds of abilities, was the one who went bodily into, not just, you know, in your meditation and you go there and, and, you, and you wake up the Buddha, okay, come back, you know, bodily go up there. Okay. And there's tons of lessons, teachings in, in, this, in just the story alone. Okay. Uh, one thing, uh, I don't know, uh, I don't know if how this fits. Uh, you could say this was the first, the Abhidhamma is the first celestial teaching. 
the Buddha went to a heaven, gave a teaching, and the teaching came to us. And this might remind you of something called uh, something with Nagarjuna. <laughs> so some heavenly place, uh, some teaching of the Buddha was kept, and some human went there, some intermediary went there and then brought it here. So as far as Abhidhamma is concerned, it was Shariputra, was the intermediary. And then there's uh, Asanga with Maitreya. And then, I guess everybody now takes their cue. And now you have uh, a lot of other stuff. This then, you know, something that was in the celestial realm, something that was not physical, and then some powerful yogi or the practitioner brought it to us. Okay. So that's another kind of lesson you can learn from that. Okay. So when... Uh, and this one, this, this particular story about how the Abhidhamma came to the, to the world as a, you know, just one set of teachings, every Buddhist accepts it. There's not one Buddhist, one form of Buddhism that doesn't accept it. So since they all accept it, this can be the basis for you to make... They say, well, it's not like it's never been done before. The Abhidhamma is an example. Right? So why, why, why can't there be other examples? Okay. Those of you who understand, you understand. <laughs> Those of you who don't, you will. <laughs> okay. Alright, so, so this is the, 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 I want to tell a little story. So this is the story about, uh, about this uh, holiday. And uh, it's, it, it, it's not always around Halloween, you know, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> just a coincidence that it happens to be around that time, okay, because uh, the, the Tibetan follow the lunar calendar, and the, and the lunar calendar sometimes, not sometimes, never completely coincide, okay. Uh, I'm not sure if the, if the Theravadins, I think the Theravadins, does anyone know? Theravadins, they follow the solar calendar, is it always like, May or always April or something like that, that the, the, the holidays. Doesn't it depend on the culture more so than the... No, it seems like no, all the Theravadin, all those uh, countries that have adopted Theravadin, Theravada form of Buddhism, they all celebrate their holidays the same day. Same day. Yeah. And maybe, like, maybe it's like a mixture, like the, always the, the moon of May, always the, so, that, so that they take the, the solar month but they include the moon cycles also. Okay, something, I think that's how they have what they have. So it will always fall in the same month, but maybe different days in the Theravadan countries. But as far as, I mean, as far as the Tibetans are concerned, it always falls on the same day and the same month. It's just as far as, we, when, it, when you try to compare it with ours, it seems to be, you know, different months and different days. Okay. So when they say, oh, today is another Tuesday, it makes perfect sense to them. And you say, what? No, Tuesday is only one Tuesday. Okay? Sometimes there are three Tuesdays. <laughs> okay. Right, so that's the story. And, uh, and today, so today is also a day to sort of, uh, uh, and I don't really know uh, how true this is. And I, I put this at the level of, um, I'm not going to say it, to be too degrading, I might be. Today not be a good day to be doing that kind of stuff. <laughs> but it is said that today uh, merits multiply because of because of 
it, it is the day that the Buddha decided to come back. The merits multiply a millionfold. So, the, so you know, the little merit you do uh, becomes like a, a million times more powerful. Okay. So the meditation that you're going to do today is it, going to have a million times more power. Okay. And I'm supposed to tell you that because that's what they say, and uh, I don't know how true that is, but that's what they say. Okay. <laughs> I guess that's that's a good way of saying it without degrading, without not degrading. I mean, uh, <laughs> sounding like I'm being superstitious. <laughs> so that's what they say. So since I'm afraid not to lose out on a day like this, <laughs> if it's true, you know, <laughs> why not? If it's not true, and it's not going to be, it's not going to be bad either. <laughs> okay. uh, uh, and on this day, uh, also uh, rituals connected specifically with Shakyamuni, with Buddha Shakyamuni, are done. Uh, like the jorture is one one thing it's very long. I was thinking of actually bringing something for us all of us to recite, but I couldn't, I couldn't make up my mind. There's Yukuchak Sumba. There's uh, all these things that are ah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you can recite the the mantra of Shakyamuni, of Buddha Shakyamuni, and I have to say Buddha Shakyamuni because I'm, I I was scolded by uh, my teacher for saying Shakyamuni Buddha rather than Buddha Shakyamuni, and uh, and and the and the reason that I was given: Do you say Obama president or President Obama? I mean. Obama wasn't there, but <laughs> I forgot who was president at that time. But, but it, was, it was something like that. He said, "Do you say so and so president, or say president so and so?" And then, but because I got so used to saying Shakyamuni Buddha, I have to repeat. I have to go back and say, "Oh no, I mean Buddha Shakyamuni." Okay, just because especially today, you know, <laughs> maybe what it is. If it is true, then I'm a million times more married. <laughs> okay. All right, and I'm a bit greedy, and not greedy, but just in desperate need of merit. <laughs> uh, so uh, you can recite the mantra of, of uh, Buddha Shakyamuni. Uh, you know it, right? <laughs> so something close to that, but need some more words. Yeah, Om Muni Muni. There's Shakyamuni in there. <laughs> Actually, there are two forms. There's one that just says Muni Muni Shakyamuni. And there's one that says Muni Muni Mahamuni Shakyamuni. Om Muni Muni Mahamuni. Om. That's, if it's a mantra, it has to begin with Om. Okay. Om. Muni. Muni. Mahamuni, Shakyamuni, and some sometimes they add the word uh, the syllable ye to it. So we do the, the what the full one ye, soha. Okay. So it's Om, Muni, Muni, Mahamuni, Shakyamuni, ye, soha. Okay. So one more time. Om, Muni. Muni, Mahamuni, Shakyamuni, Ye, Soha. So if I start crying, 
you will understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this this always happens. Not not always happen, but uh, uh, when 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 Jimba and I and Sutrim and Geshela and who else and two other monks, I think, when we were all living together in the same place, we used to uh, recite Shakyamuni Buddha. Sorry, Buddha Shakyamuni <laughs> <laughs> mantra. And I don't know if it was just a camaraderie of it, but after some time of reciting it, saying it, saying it, we start to boil. All of, it, all of us start to cry. All of us start to cry. So, if I cry, you don't understand why. It's not because something bad is happening. It's not because the, the, my knees are hurting. <laughs> okay? <laughs> and as you're reciting it, you think of the kindness of Buddha Shakyamuni. Oh, I did it. You think of the kindness of Buddha Shakyamuni for having taught the Dharma, for having brought to us the, the real medicine that really ends suffering, the real medicine that really brings true satisfaction. Okay. And not only that, that's what all Buddhas do, right? What makes Buddha Shakyamuni special is our Buddha. Is our Buddha. He came to us. Okay. And it is said that we were not deserving of a Buddha coming to us. Look at us. And, and can you imagine, don't think of it as, you know, uh, some social, cultural, religious uh, 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 practice. Think of it as a truth. A being who has the antidote to end what everyone wants to end came to this planet, taught the method, and only a few people are, are practicing, are, 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 are doing it. I'm not talking about a few people who are Buddhists. I mean, even among the Buddhists, only a few of them are actually implementing it. And there are those who, are not even, who don't even call themselves Buddhists who are implementing it, just to get that no... What's that thing? Disclaimer. Not disclaimer. <laughs> Clarify. Uh, I don't want to sound like I'm being... Uh, yeah. Okay, so it's not that children said that only the Buddhists are the greatest or thing like that. I mean, they are, but <laughs> 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 joking. Okay, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but no, a, a, a being came and taught the means to the path to end suffering all completely, not just temporarily, completely. And even among those who even among those who say that they are following him, don't really put into practice what he what he said. Okay, and there are and there are those who are not who don't call themselves Buddhists who are practicing it. Okay, just to get that out of the way also. Okay, so if that was, if we were really deserving of it, wouldn't this be a planet where every single person would be putting into practice those things? And yet, we got it. And it was a special, uh, it, said it, it was a special vow of, of Buddha Shakyamuni to come teach us. He, his compassion for us was immense. Truly immense. Truly inconceivable. That he did what other Buddhas refused to do. Those people? I'm not going to teach them. They're not going to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Only a few million will understand. <laughs> okay. All right. So, 
Yeah, when you think about that and recite that, and, and the image we kept of Buddha Shakyamuni in front, so see yourself, bring either whichever uh, uh, works for you, either keep the Buddha Shakyamuni uh, image in front of you and then see yourself receiving a uh, stream of nectar purifying you. Okay, whatever it is that obstructing you from helping you to achieve that goal, may you be free of it. Whatever it is that you need, whatever provisions you need, mental provision, environmental provision, uh, relationship provision, whatever you need to help you achieve your goal, see yourself be receiving the blessings for, for that. Either on top of your head or in front of you. Okay, so that's what we're going to do. And at the end, uh, I'll, I'll probably give the signal. Buddha Shakyamuni comes into your heart. Light rays radiate. And then, uh, it is said, with Buddha Shakyamuni can be done, but you cannot do that with just any Buddha. You can see yourself transform into the, uh, the form of Shakyamuni Buddha. Okay, and hold on to that for a few minutes, for a few seconds, actually. Alright? Okay, get ready. Okay, so I'll help you get to that, try to get to that point. So have your determination what you're about to do, why you're going to do it. mind, completely overtaking your emotions, and once it reached its peak, have the intention, may the body and the mind cooperate, and we call the degree of tranquility you experience as vividly as you can until you actually feel it infusing your present state. And once you have that slightest taste of that sense of tranquility, then to help stabilize it, observe five cycles of breath and begin. And it's not so important to see the image of Buddha Shakyamuni, but more feel the presence 
more important.
great sense of gratitude to Buddha Shakyamuni. For seeing you in whatever situation, whatever state you're in, as worthy of this rare, precious thing called Dharma. Think of the highest way that you can make offerings and make offerings. (coughs) Aspire to have his inconceivable compassion. Aspire to have his omniscience for the sake of all beings. And make a special vow today of a particular situation, particular problem that you are experiencing, and vow to become a Buddha, and that when you become a Buddha, for those who have this particular problem, you will especially appeal to them, to guide them. Taking the example of Buddha Shakyamuni for appearing in our world, in our time when it is said other Buddhas would not come. So maybe together, since the number seven has some significance, recite the uh, mantra together seven times. <coughs> oh, <coughs> Inseparable with your mind, 
blissful rays of light fills your whole being transforming you into Buddha Shakyamuni a being of inconceivable compassion spotless omniscience state, in that vision, embrace all beings and will through strongly wishing that beings may find true happiness, that they may finally be free of all their, all their various problems. This million-fold powerful merit, may we achieve the ultimate state for the sake of all beings. attention back to your breath staying aware of the breath slowly become aware of the body so consciously become aware of the head include more and more of your body in the same way until you are aware of the whole body from head to toes <coughs> 